Welcome to Ignition, a chain reaction podcast by Sky City Entrepreneur Center. Sky City is a business startup incubator right here in Blount County, Tennessee. We help new businesses launch and existing businesses succeed. I am your host, Shannon Bryant, the community manager of Sky City. And continuing our chain reaction, we have rejoining us Melanie Effler, the YouTube sensation of In the Kitchen with Mama Mel. And she is going to be interviewing John A. Wenger, who owns Lil Cub Den here in Maryville. Welcome, friends. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Thanks so much for being here. So how this works, for those of you who might be joining us for the first time, Mel is going to interview John A. And then in a later episode, John A. is going to interview another guest to be announced. Um, so if you all would start, Mel, if you would tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Yeah. Like Shannon said, my name is Melanie Effler, but I'm well known as Mama Mel in my business. And I'm a YouTube content creator. I focus on quick and easy weeknight meals. Of course, right now, when we're recording this, we're in the throes of the Christmas season. So I'm basically doing Christmas content, lots of easy snacks and appetizers. But um, I share quick and easy weeknight meal inspiration on YouTube. And I'm also a social media influencer. I work with brands to promote products that I use and love in my daily life as well. Great. Thanks so much. And John A., tell us a little bit about you and your business. <laughs> we opened Middle Cove Den in February of 2023, and it's an indoor play space for littles ages zero to five. We sometimes get older kids in there, but I'm there every day with my two and a half year old now, and we love hosting birthday parties there on the weekends. Super. I feel like there's a lot of commonality in the room right now. Um, we have two folks who um, who their parenting has, has played a role in how they've come to business. Uh, so I'd just like to turn it over um, to, to Mel to kind of start the conversation off. Okay, I feel the same way. I think that Jean-A and I are maybe a generation different, and I think that's interesting how things change. You never really fully get your life back after you have children. It's no longer your life. <laughs> Although my oldest was recently married and my youngest is 19. She's still at home. But you still have young. You still have young ones. What is, tell me your family dynamic. So I've, my oldest is now 13 years old. And he was actually our honeymoon baby. Oh. <laughs> um. So it's been interesting to see him grow from that toddler phase all the way through childhood. And now he is really hitting that teenage phase real hard. And then we also have a 10-year-old boy uh, that is oftentimes becoming the middle child. But he's just brilliant and he's really fun to hang out with. And then my little one uh, came along a little bit as a result of COVID where we just were like, well, the kids aren't going back to school. Um, there's all a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wondered because I have about a seven year gap between my kids too. So I wondered about that. Now you, if I'm correct me, if I'm wrong, we've talked before, we know each other from the community, but you are not originally from East Tennessee. No, we moved out here from California and that was also around 2021. So 
when we knew we were having our baby girl, we just wanted to raise her in a really family-centered place. And we made that move uh, when she was just a couple months old across the country with the baby. She did not like that car ride at all. <laughs> but we've really been lucky and blessed to call Maribel our mom now. Had you visited here before? How did you pick Maribel, I guess? So we did a trip out with my family, with my sister and my mom and all the grandbabies. And we were staying in Mount Juliet. And we just spent one day out here because we had heard such wonderful things about the community and the school. So that really led to us wanting to plant our roots here. Did you come to see the mountains and you just found Maryville or did you specifically? We were really searching for the schools, uh, the sports teams, that type of community. So you already had moving in mind. We did. Okay. Okay. I never heard the backstory of how you got here. Were you and your husband, were you both raised in California? We I'm nosy. <laughs> yeah. We were both raised in California, and he really took the driver's seat when it came to planning our move out here, where he was doing the research into where we wanted to be, finding us our house, getting himself set up with a job, and then all of the packing and logistics of the actual move out here. Awesome. Awesome. So he had a job when you moved here. Um, what what did you do in California before? That's a great question. So I was home with my kids for the last 12 years. And before that, I did applied behavior analysis. So I have my background in psychology and child development. And then when I had my oldest, I decided to stay home with him. I did the same with my youngest. After my youngest, I went, I came home. To yeah, and then I had every that. intention of going back when my youngest started school full time. And that just didn't happen for us because he stayed home and was doing school online. Yeah. Yeah. Today, yeah, first grader. Sometimes life throws wrenches in our plans and that's okay because so many good things come when we're not expecting them. The, the things that happen that we don't expect sometimes turn out to be the best. Yeah, yeah, they do. So you guys came out, and so you were not completely in the blind. You'd done your research here on Maryville, and you guys came. Um, what you know, what led after you came here, and and were here for a while? I guess you had you know first impressions of Maryville, and you know what led you to open your own business here, right? So opening a business is something that I had probably considered for many many years. And not in a specific direction, but I just love working with kids. And so I would always be looking for something for my kids to do, whether it be like a ninja jam or something that I could enjoy with my kids. And when we got here, I really had a difficult time finding things for me. And I, I mean, at the time, my daughter was so little. Less than, but as she got bigger, we would do library story time. And that's only once a, once a week. And... I don't think the Chick-fil-A playground was open at the time. So we had really limited options for activities for us to do. So that Chick-fil-A kind of... was a place that we would always spend time with the boys for hours. Yeah, we did that too. We did that too because it was indoor. It was indoors, so it didn't matter if it was raining or anything outside like McDonald's. It keeps them all contained too. <laughs> There's only one way in and out. <laughs> so little Cub Den was bored from that. So what kind of, what path did you take from saying, okay, you know, you saw a hole, 
where there was a need, something that needed to be filled for the community, something that you felt like was a, um, you know, a, a business model that you could maybe sustain. You said you had already been thinking about starting a business centered around your children. What was like your process and the steps of, you know, okay, I think an indoor play space would be neat. How did you go about bringing all that to fruition? So I was looking for indoor playground type places around and the in this area, there was really only smart toys and books in Knoxville. And then there were many that are more out in North Carolina or other major cities. So we ended up having a family trip out and we got to check out one of those in a rally area. And I loved the design of it. It was very simplistic, but really a nice option for stay-at-home moms to get out and enjoy that time with their kids. They served coffee. They also served beer there, which I'm not equipped to do, but I love that option. And after that, it kind of all happened really fast. So I did. I ended up seeing that CoStarters was starting up, and I took that class in the fall of 2022. And at the same time, we had kind of been looking at some properties. So trying to decide what type of location would be best and nothing really fit what we needed. And then suddenly we had graduated. And then within a couple of weeks, we drove by this place and the sign just said for rent and it, all the pieces came together and it was built out pretty perfectly to what we needed. And so we were able to open up with by February of last year. Heard. I'm sorry, this year. So you're right now our only co-starters graduate who's opened a brick and mortar after graduation. We've had some who came to co-starters with a brick and mortar, but you're the only one who who did it after so far. You're not going to be the only one. There's more coming. But um, I would like to know, like, how how intense was that? Like, that that, se- that seems so huge and such a leap of faith. How did that process work for you it was pretty big and it was pretty a pretty big leak because I knew we were kind of looking at a recession so I didn't know is this the right time but I also really feel and was also encouraged that there's you can't just wait for the right time sometimes you just have to take that leap and the rest will follow yeah so oh I just asked about the process <laughs> yeah and then how it felt like tell me your feelings okay, Johnny to open was pretty <laughs> pretty simple because the building was set up pretty well how I needed it and so it was just a matter of getting the paint done the um we had some help from Connor uh he was one of my classmates and he did a great job making things more more functional for me and and more how I envisioned for our space so it's a little bit of bringing the outdoors indoor at Little Cub Den um I I know the people here are mainly in the Smokies, they love being outside exploring, but there's just sometimes when it's too cold, too wet, or too hot to be outside. So we really want to capture that and bring the Smokies to impact. Yes. So what did the Co-Starters program, I know I had already started my business whenever I entered Co-Starters, but there was lots and lots of things on the business side that I knew I needed help with. What was the most beneficial 
um, aspect of going through the co-starters program, which it's, you know, if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's like a 10 week intensive of how to start a small business. Basically you write your business plan and they hit everything with the business, you know, to do with business. That's a really good question. And I think something that was one of the big takeaways was just building that community and knowing where the resources were available. So we were connected with some of the experts from SCORE and we had talks with the chamber. So there, it made those connections start building and made it more accessible to, to know where to turn. And the community, from what I have seen, has been very supportive of Little Cub Den. It's been amazing. Yeah. You had a chamber opening, um, a ribbon cutting and all that. And Little Cub Den, it is an indoor play space, but I see lots of other things that go on there too, if you want to tell us about some of those things. Yeah, so we've been able to connect with other businesses in doing some retail spots available and some special events. Uh, we had cotton candy at our grand opening. That was pretty fantastic. Made this place smell great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hop the, the kids up, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've just done a few different classes and trainings. So I've had uh, massage therapy in, in there. And so we did CPR training for our staff. I don't really have staff, but my family helped me out a lot. So we we all did that process. So we're just well-trained in saving lives. Yes. And got um, Adventure Playhouse there we too, do right? Adventure Playhouse there. So we have music class with Miss Pam and the kids love it. It's actually really funny because they're all toddlers and they all just kind of wander around. But my little girl started out here and just started doing some of the songs she'll be requesting of me when we're not in class. And so that's been really fun. And you do have sort of, you know, a place and a, a where parents can come. And it's not necessarily that they're not supervising their children, but they can play. The kids can separately and the parents can interact with other parents. Yes, it's really important uh, play in the development of children. But it's also really important as a parent and specifically as a stay-at-home mom to build those connections and have that time to just have face-to-face time with other people that are doing the same thing you do. It can be very isolating having only um, a small person to talk to all the time. I get that. That's fair. Yeah. Do you, like, the, we're all moms at this table right now. The The level to which the vernacular of childhood just enters your your whole way that you talk like I I still say it's time let's go to the potty like I, like sometimes I'll find myself saying that and I'm like what am I doing <laughs> what am I doing you know the 10 second toddy I haven't said the 10 second toddy in years and I caught myself the other day saying why don't we Jim yeah why don't we do a 10 second toddy and it's just things are out of chaos and control. You don't know where to start. And I would tell my kids, you know, let's just do a 10 second tidy and see what we can do in 10 seconds. I'll count to 10 and let's see what we can get put up. And I looked around and I was like, we need a 10 second tidy. Is it 10 really long seconds? <laughs> kind of. But it, it basically, you just stop counting and they keep going, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that reconnecting with adults so that you don't completely fall into saying potty forever. Yeah. It's probably real important. Yeah. 
super important. It is important for moms. And so then they have somebody who's going through a lot of the same things they are and they can connect there and take it, you know, to the next level. And, and I think that's important. And you mentioned your family. I was wondering if you had hired employees or like, how do, how do you do that now? Because I was thinking it was basically your family. It's mainly me. I had a lot of help when we were getting started with my father-in-law helping with some projects. And my husband will take turns with me um, on days that he is off and available to be there. And then the grandmas have been super helpful with taking care of my kids when I'm working the weekends. And then if I have any other extra appointments, like being here today, that they'll step in and watch the shots for me so that we can be open. I want to be open as much as possible so people can come in and enjoy our space. Definitely. And you mentioned something right there. You said the grandmas. Okay. Did all the extended family move here? So you all came in a caravan. Like the Beverly Hillbillies in reverse. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody came. So my my in-laws were facing retirement and they were wanting to leave the state. And when they found out we were moving out here, they, they immediately agreed to come with us. And my mom was, was planning to be out here part-time, but they ended up moving out here full-time. And then we have great-grandparents out here for my kids. And it's... That's awesome. It's so wonderful. Because I was just telling someone, when I was a kid, I had my one grandma that lived near us. And my kids have too many <laughs> to count. So they're very blessed with all their grandparents. Yeah. So I've, I've found the grandparents will go wherever the grandchildren are. When we, my oldest, when she was just about eight months old, we went on vacation for a week, me, my husband, and Callie. And when we came back, my mom grabbed my husband and hugged him, and she said, you have to promise me you will never move these people away from me. She said, this has been the craziest, this, you know, week without knowing that you guys were here. So, I don't know. Both of my kids say, no, I have a grand cat. That's a good one. And she's changed our vibes. We love her. <laughs> I kept her while they were on their honeymoon. And I'm not really a cat person. I mean, we've had cats. More of an outside dog person. I don't like things jumping up on me and being in my space. She slept with me. <laughs> so, yeah. I can, they do that. Yeah, I can, I can see how that is. A, I can see how people do that with their grandkids. I have a small sliver of understanding of that kind of heart change <laughs> that comes. Um, I did want to ask you about something else, John A., because this was where I first, I didn't meet you at this event, but I found out about your business and it was to help fund starting your business. And it was the pitch contest. Uh, yeah. Was this called liftoff? It was the launch pad. Launch pad. I meant to go back mm-hmm. and look at that. So that was another thing, funding your business. I didn't have, I still don't have a brick and mortar. My business is online and um, I create content. Yours is different. You had to have money to start up. So tell us about that and about the Launchpad event, because that's where I first found out about you. So the funding came from, partly from the sale of our house, where we just put our life savings on the line to open this place. And... The list off was Launchpad. I know, it's <laughs> confusing. Launchpad, Launchpad, Launchpad. <laughs> launchpad was super helpful. And not even necessarily as 
the money coming in, but just to feel the support and to feel that recognition of the people in the community supporting us getting started. Yeah. And, and I enjoyed the launch pad. It was sort of a kind of a shark tank, but kind of like a, a game show too. It, it's kind of like a mix between that. There were what, four different, was it three or four? I think there were four. Think Maybe five. I'm counting them up too. You're five. We had five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There. Yeah. Pam was six. So Robin had to step in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It was, yeah, it was a good time. So that was neat. That was hosted by Sky City. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the five. I'm just never going to forget Aaron showing up in his Santa suit. Santa yeah, that was great. for me, for sure. Yeah. They all pitched their businesses and got asked questions. And then the audience voting chose who was going to get, you know, the funds that night. Well, there were two. There were two ways of, of the vote of the prizes happening. So there was a judge's choice, which is what John A. won. Um, so we had, um, of course, Tina Ray from REO Cheese Wagon, um, and we had Aaron there from um, Aptus Design Works, and um, Jimmy from First Horizon Bank. And so they all got their heads together and determined a judge's choice winner, and then there was audience choice voting as well. Um, so John A. was the judge's choice winner which I feel like is was very, you know, it's intense because those are very mm -hmm. um, seasoned business people discussing you, right? They, When I went over there and checked on them, they had their heads together. They were very intense about talking about it. Um, so was that really nerve-wracking? Were you watching it happen? I think we were backstage, were we you backstage? when they were discussing it. But I remember when we showed up to do the, the walkthrough of the rehearsal, mm -hmm. And then you told us, like, no, you don't have to actually practice your pitch right now. And I was like, oh, I, oh, no, <laughs> I thought you had, we were going to. You had he practiced it? I'm, I'm more of off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> I fall in my heart a lot type of person. So I think what I said up there, I don't even remember. I had made all the slides, but going through it, I it was just kind of like a all in my heart. Yeah. Well, you did great. Obviously. obviously. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> That was a lot of fun. Do we have any of those in the works, Shannon? Um, we are going to be having our board retreat here next week for Sky City. And that is when we're going to be discussing what our um, events are going to be looking like for 2024. Um, we're going to have something. I just don't know what it is yet. Well, I, I have hopes for what it's going to be, but I can't really. I, if I told you, you know, I'd have to kill you. No, just teasing. Um <laughs> Um, so I just can't, I can't like be like out with it without the board's approval. Um, but we'll, we'll have something. Yeah. I think it's very energizing for our Sky City community, for the community as a whole to be able to get excited about small businesses opening. And, you know, I think as we can all probably recognize in here when when we're talking about sky cities entrepreneurs we're all very grassroots folks you know we're, we're not people who already have huge investment backing or whatever it's our friends and neighbors opening a business that's always been their dream um, so i love people getting excited about that and i think that blunt county is already pretty excited about that if you if you went to the to the um um, holiday market, the downtown holiday market. Ohio it was, was huge. 
and people were just out there for folks like y'all you know we're all very committed to buying locally here yeah i think you're right given the choice people will always choose to buy from someone that they know or they feel connected to Mm -hmm. that's invested in their community Mm -hmm. and you know like the the launch pad i loved that you know not only did i get to see john a's business but there were four other folks there that i learned about their businesses too so even though maybe they didn't win that night I'm still aware that they're there now Mm -hmm. and I can send people their way. I think you're in a perfect place. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks. I I love what I do and I love getting to know folks like you. Um, As we kind of pull this train into the station, do y'all have any other takeaways, anything that you just really wanted to say or ask today that you didn't get a chance to do? I wanted to know what future plans are down at Little Cub Den. Have you got anything that you're thinking about. I just have a fully booked calendar for December, which is, it's a huge relief. It's so exciting. It's also the crazy time of year for everyone. And then just looking into January, we're filling up those weekends as well. That's awesome. And that's for birthday parties and gatherings, right? Cool. That is awesome. And I think I just wanted to share how grateful I am for everyone in the community. There's been so many people that have come in through our doors and all different situations. So I look at our space as a place for people to really connect, uh, like parents and children together or just friends and kids with each other. But it's been some hard times where people, you know, grandparents bring their grandbabies in because mom's at the doctors with someone or someone's having a hard time and that was like the best thing they could do we've had babies come in and take their first steps (laughs) we've had you know moms bring big big brother when like their first outing with a brand new baby on board so it's just been so nice to see all these situations come together and to have that space available for good times and the not so good times and just building those relationships with the community has been huge. That's wonderful. Wonderful. And Melda, do you have any other announcements that you'd like to make? Well, as always, people can find me on YouTube in the kitchen with Mama Mail. But I also uh, just launched a website also in the kitchen with MamaMail.com. There was a large request for principal recipes. So not only can you find that there, you can print recipes off. They'll also have the video if you want to watch me make them. You can pin them to your Pinterest board. And it'll just have a lot of behind the scenes and just extra content that people find interesting. So I'm excited that that's launched and uh, doing newsletters now through that too. Super. Johnny, where can people find you? We're on Facebook and Instagram at Lil Cubden and lilcubden.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you all both for being here. Thank you to the people who listen. We love your continued listenership. We hope that you will join us next time and take good care. This has been Ignition, a Chain Reaction podcast production of Sky City Entrepreneur Center, produced by Epic Nine Outfitters. Find Sky City at skycityec.com or on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram.